How's it going, folks? My name is Steve Fletcher. You're listening to Steve's New Music Guide. Boy, do we have a show in store for you this week. I had the great pleasure and privilege of chatting with none other than the frontman and primary songwriter of the Sheepdogs, the Canadian rock and roll sensation. You've probably heard of them because they were the first unsigned band to make the cover of Rolling Stone. They've won four Juno Awards. They've got multi-platinum album sales. I was lucky enough to chat with Ewan Curry, the lead singer and guitarist, about the phenomenal seventh studio album entitled Out of Sight. Let's get to the interview. First thing I asked of Ewan was to explain to a listener who might not be familiar with the Sheepdogs what they're all about, and then what makes this new album out of sight unique. Well, I mean, we're I mean basically we're a, a, a current or new band that makes rock and roll in the style of like old rock, you know, in particular you know '70s rock and roll, I guess. Um, but what makes this record different than other records we've made? Uh, well, I think our last full record was pretty sprawling. It had like 17 songs, and mm. you know we've we've been known for doing like uh, medleys and song cycles and things like that. And, and I think this album is a little more straightforward, um, and we kind of recorded it in a more straightforward manner, uh, a little less overthinking, and it kind of just it's just a straight up rock record. And and I think that's a good thing considering you know the last couple of years we've been dealing with. I wanted to know how COVID did or didn't affect the production of the album, so I asked you in a little bit about that. Well, when we actually got to the recording of the music, it was very liberating and very uh, rewarding, and you know, like like a lot of people, we're just dealing with the changing rules and you know, shutting mm-hmm. down things and, and trying to figure out what we're allowed to do and what's safe and all that kind of stuff. And so we kept having to change our plans, and it was just real tricky. Um, and so, you know, after constantly, you know, setting up tours and then canceling them and all this kind of stuff, we just eventually said, let's get in a room and let's record because it's mm-hmm. the only thing we seem to be able to do. And, uh, we didn't have a lot of time. So we just set up in a circle with all our gear and we mic'd everything up. And, uh, so we would kind of run a song and, and then when we felt like we had, uh, you know, it was like, you know, feeling kind of good. I'd just tell the engineer to hit record, and, and usually three to five takes, we'd have it. I asked Ewan about lines in the new album like So Tired of Being Locked Down and other lyrics that made direct and indirect references to the remarkable and bizarre circumstances of the last couple of years. I wanted to know what his relationship was or wasn't with timelessness in music. Was it important for him to build in a link to a particular phenomenon or was he more intentional about sort of uh, removing himself from a moment? I, I like I like music that's timeless. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, like, uh, I love a song like Ohio, you know, Neil Young wrote it about the kids mm-hmm. shooting or but then there's stuff like, you know, Country Joe and the Fish, like, uh, what are we fighting for? You know, Vietnam, mm-hmm. fixing the die rag. Yeah. I, you know, I don't need to hear that song. But, uh, yeah, so I, but I prefer, like, a credence where it's, like, you know, Born in the Bayou or Proud Mary. You could listen to those songs at any time, and it just 
feels mm. amazing. So I strive mm. to do more of that side. I mean, inevitably, you know, I'll line like so tired of being locked down will creep in here and there. But I, I knew we didn't want to make the record all about the pandemic because mm. um, it was pretty clear to us that once we kind of started to put this thing in our rear view, which, you know, hopefully we have, uh, I don't think people want to remember the times. Like it's been a frustrating time and not a lot of good has come out of it. So I think really we're all thinking about escapism. And, uh, mm. and, and, and it's funny because even prior to the pandemic forever, rock and roll has been an escape for me. Like as a frustrated young man, it was like my, you know, the end of the work week Friday night was like about drinking beer and listening to rock and roll. Like that was my escape mm. from the drudgery of life. So. Um, it's kind of impossible to entirely keep, you know, some of that vibe of the pandemic out of it. But in general, we want it to be sort of a timeless record. And I like when music's vague and you can kind of interpret yep. your own vibes from it. Like I love when people misunderstand. They come up to me and they go, is this about this? And I go, well, I didn't mean it to be, but I love that you're taking it that way, you know? We spoke briefly about some of the themes of escapism in the new record. Yeah, I well, I think that, um, you know, the desire to kind of like break out and, you know, take off and like, you know, it's mm. it's, it's a theme that's been in rock and roll forever. Like, if I think about, like, mm. you know, Big Star, like their songs about like, you know, back of a car or, uh, you know, in a street or that song 13, there's lots of, you know, mm. it really encapsulates that teenage vibe of like, man, I just got to get out of this one horse town. And, and that's all good rock and roll fodder, you know, like my generation, by who and all that stuff. So like, you know, even though I'm not a, a young man anymore, like, you know, the pandemic really brought back that kind of uh, angsty. I just, we just got to get out of this place kind of vibe. So um, yeah, I think even though it is a reflection of the pandemic, I think it's something that people can kind of like, you know, glom onto and, and make it, you know, tired of whatever your lockdown is at that time. We talked about how the Sheepdog's undeniably vintage sound manages to stay relevant today. Well, you know, if you choose to get into something, you know, creating something, you got to pick your style or, or, you know, I mean, if you're, it's mm -hmm. interesting because like, I know that music, it's like usually about, especially in journalism, it's like what's pushing the, the art form forward and what, you know, what the evolution of, a, of style and all that kind of thing. But mm -hmm. if you think about other things like, um, you know, architecture, there's just certain eras that people love, like Art Deco or, or what, you know, whatever. And, and, and like, I don't know, if I think about like the era of like cars, like cars just looked way cooler back in the 50s and 60s and looked terrible. Now. <laughs> yeah. uh, furniture, I like mid-century modern style furniture. Mm. Um, classical music, you know, obviously boomed in the 1800s, uh, you know, Mozart, Beethoven, and and then mm -hmm. the early 20th century. So it, I think these different uh, art forms have their eras where they're, they're really at their peak. And, and rock and roll, it's the 50s through 70s was like the peak of rock and roll, especially the 60s and 70s, in my opinion. And so like when we started playing music, I mean, we were just a bunch of dudes 
living in a very isolated town and we loved music but when we went out to bars it was like you know punk and metal and hardcore and ska bands and nothing, just like nothing we wanted to hear and so at that time we were listening to like you know zeppelin and, and the beatles and and a little bit like of the of the early black keys and, and that first king of leon record when they were a little more straight up rock and, mm. and we we're like well maybe we should just make our own version of rock and roll because you know it's just not there and so it's just our personal taste that's what we like um i don't know that i have any grand design to like you know be some like keeping the torch alive of this art form type of thing it's really just a love of this type of music um and maybe it's comparable to like you know guys who make like small batch whiskey or something because they don't mm. like uh you know jack daniels and whatever it is you know like it's just we believe in this style of rock and roll and i know from touring like i just got back from a month in europe and there's people all over the world that love to hear you know people singing together and playing guitars in the style of old rock and roll and so um there's enough people that want it even if it's not you know at the forefront of today's culture you know where it's like a pop and uh hip-hop and country and dance music kind of world i asked you in what his relationship was with authenticity in the creative process uh <laughs> i don't know i think authenticity <laughs> is a tough one um i don't know we write it and and sing it and play it um hmm. we mean it i mean i don't know what's authentic hmm. i mean certainly rock and roll is more open like if you're doing something like country or the blues it has much more of a like you know affinity for like the south and then you've got a little bit more of a like i knew a lot of singers from canada that would fake sort of a southern twang to their voice between when they're speaking between songs and i always hated that because it's like um, i don't know just be yourself right like yeah i mean the, Stone, the stones and zeppelin and the beatles and the kinks they all did rock and roll pretty damn good and they're a lot of them were art students from england so um i don't know authenticity i think it's just like if it sounds good who cares um mm. you know i'm not worried about authenticity i'm just worried about writing a good song we talked a little bit about what sort of music ewan's been listening to lately oh well I mean, I always, the last few years, J.J. Kale is the guy I always listen to, especially when I'm at home. Um, just, I think it's just because, like, when I get home from tour, I just need, like, my ears need a rest, and so J.J. Kale's real chill, and mm -hmm. uh, I love his sensibilities, so any of his, like, first five or six records, I'll, I'll shuffle through J.J., you know, um, but I love his Troubadour record the most, so mm -hmm. it's the one that's got cocaine on it, but there's a, a lot of good songs on it. Um... I like listening to uh, a lot of Brazilio, uh, sorry, Brazilian music uh, from the 70s. Uh, there's mm, this guy called Tropical Emilio. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Emilio Santiago is the latest guy that I've been into. Um, but there's a ton of good stuff that I'm always finding there. Um, but yeah, like it's, and, and I guess Bonnie Raitt is like one of my other go-tos. Uh, yeah. JJ Kale is my, my, my man go-to. Bonnie's my lady go-to, and uh, I'm stoked because I'm going to see her later this summer for the first time, so that's pretty sweet. I wanted to dial a little bit deeper into whether or not there were any rock bands that are contemporaneous with the Sheepdogs that you and might be listening to, so I asked him a question about that. Yeah, there's, I mean, obviously we've, we've worked with Pat from Black Keys and, and those guys, mm -hmm. and, you know, obviously in terms of 
a band that plays rock music on the big scale. They're they've done it, you know, bigger than anybody and have made a lot of cool a lot of cool sounds. Um we toured with Rival Sons who are a little more in the hard rock world and they're they're a impressive live act that I learned a lot from watching live but their singer's amazing. Uh Jay. Um we just played over in England, or sorry, rather in Europe with uh, an English group, Rosalie Cunningham. She's a really cool, uh, mm. kind of a prog type of act. So he's prog vibes. Um, there's a guy, Boy Golden from uh, Winnipeg, Canada, that we're, he's going to be joining us on our big North American tour this fall. So if you uh, check him out, you can see both of us live this, this fall. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 not the most dialed into contemporary artists. Um, Radio Moscow is another cool, you know, mm. sort of psych rock trio, blues rock vibes that we toured with a lot. I really like. I'm probably forgetting some people, but um, you know, every once in a while we we get to play with them. It's not enough for my 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 liking. I wanted to know how the Sheepdogs picked bands to join them on the road. Um, I mean, to be honest, half the time we're just trying to find somebody that we like. Um, mm. Sometimes it's about selling tickets, and sometimes it's about just somebody we like, and, and we've kind of done both. Um, but, I mean, above all else, it's great to have a bill that makes sense so that, you know, the band that's playing before us, you know, gets you, it's like, you know, a delicious yeah. appetizer to get yeah. you ready for the <laughs> Sheepdogs main course. I wanted to dig into that main course idea a little bit, ask you and for fun what sort of meal the sheepdogs would be if they were in fact a meal. I, I mean, I, I'm just going to sound pretty traditional, but I think we're like, you know, a nice, a nice uh, porterhouse steak or something like that. <laughs> nice, nice. Any sides? Uh, oh, absolutely. Or, I'm going to okay. go, uh, yeah, I'm going to go twice baked potato. And, and like a real old-fashioned Caesar salad, just like steakhouse. No, no. I mean, I know you guys love food down in South Carolina. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going real traditional uh, steakhouse vibes with this one. Uh, I know Ewan's been asked about this in interviews before, but I really wanted to zero in on what it's like being a rock and roll band. Right, a, a band that plays music, which was in, in many ways birthed in the United States, but to be from a country that is not the United States. So I, I asked him a little bit about being a Canadian rock band. Well, I always, you know, I've had, I said this mostly in bars to people in conversations, but I always say that America invented rock and roll, but uh, I think the Brits perfected it. Uh, you know, mm. let me just lay down some bands for you. The Beatles, Stones, Led Zeppelin, The Who, The Kinks. Uh, you know, I don't know that you could come up with five bands that top that five lineup right there. Mm -hmm. And they're all British. Um, now, I love American rock and roll, and I love, you know, the Almond Brothers, Creedence, uh, and on and on. But, I, you know... I'm, I mean, I'm, I was born in 1984, and I grew up in the 90s. And uh, rock and roll is for everybody. If you can do it, you're mm -hmm. you know you're a rocker. And I, I never thought of rock and roll as being specific to America. Um, you know, there's great Canadian rock bands like you already mentioned, plus the Guess Who and some of those type of acts. And and it's just it's it's if anything, it's an English language art form. 
because that's the one thing where it seems to kind of stop. Like the Brits can do it really well, America and Canada, obviously. Um, and then like maybe a bit of Sweden. The odd Swedish band is is pretty good, but then like in Germany and Spain and France, they they kind of they love rock and roll, but they can't really seem to do it. So I, I think mm. I suspect that it has something to do with the English language. Mm. I think like I think blues and country get more into that like who are you and where are you from and like you know when the blues is like about like you know it's like the sort of the song of the oppressed and, and hard luck. Mm. Um, and then country so much, you know, where you're from and all that place and all that kind of stuff. That's a little more like, you know, leaning into like, where did you come from? All that stuff. But to me, rock and roll, it's just like blown wide open. It's for anybody to, to pick up and, and apply to your own life and, and do what you want. What do we do that's unique? I don't know. I just think we're like, I don't think we're particularly unique. I mean, we're just us. Like maybe my voice sounds a little different or something, but. I think we're just guys who live in the modern world and we're lucky we get to kind of pick through all our favorite rock bands and grab little bits and pieces like grab a guitar harmony from the Allman Brothers and grab a groove from Credence and grab a melody from the Beatles and mm. you know grab this little harmony from the Eagles and, and this and that and we just smash it all together and do our mm. thing. And uh, I don't know that being from Canada actually has much bearing on it other than it's just a, mm. a, be a beautiful country where we're free to kind of do whatever we want. So. I respect America so much for giving us rock and roll and and giving us so many great rock and roll bands, but uh, you know they don't uh, they don't have a you know a monopoly on creating good rock and roll. If anything, you know history has shown that. I asked you to tell us what his favorite song from the new record is. I really like "So Far Gone," which um, uses the JJ Carroll drum machine. Um, like I said, I'm a huge JJ fan, and I when, during the pandemic I got a little studio space. And I started filling it with all my gear I bought over the years. And I found somebody in Toronto who owned that bass tone rhythm and drum machine. It's the one that JJ Kale uses on Call Me the Breeze and Crazy Mama. Oh, and that's so incredible. I, yeah, so I, I got one and then I kind of, you know, set it up. And it took me a while to figure out how to get that exact drum beat going because you have to like cancel out the cymbal and all this stuff. And uh, yeah, and so I kind of made it sort of like a weirder. Uh, it's like a sci-fi J.J. Kale road trip type of song. It's so far gone, my fave. I love that track. It almost feels a little bit T-Rexy as well. The guitar. Cool. Um, yeah, the, yeah. It's direct. Those guitars are direct in, so we just plug right into the board, no amps, mm. and you just crank the preamp, and you get that perfect, perfect T-Rex fuzz. Drunk on a Friday. Thank you. 
I asked Ewan whether there's any sonic difference between this record and previous Sheepdogs records. Well, hopefully it just sounds uh, a little more natural, more relaxed, because I think that's mm. the approach that we had. I mean, that's by design or uh, necessity, because the pandemic was constantly like trying to like make plans and getting them canceled and being told no and change your you know plans. And so I think once we finally got in the studio, I was kind of just like, in the past, I think I've been a little more hands-on and a little more um, a bit of a control freak. And I think I've learned to be a little more hands-off, like still obviously like in the producer role and curating things, but not trying to like strangle everything into submission and just letting things kind of happen. And uh, mm. I think that's been a good thing. I think it's going to make for better music going forward. I wanted to know if Ewan had ever considered producing music for another band or artist. Yeah, I'd be very interested. I just haven't had the opportunity. Um, there's a band in upstate New York or western New York that I was going to produce, and they were coming to Toronto, where I live, on the the day that they closed the border. So, <laughs> at the start of the pandemic. So, I, I guess that one didn't happen, but, you know, hopefully someday uh, I'll get a chance. Like any music that I pick for Steve's New Music Guide, I strongly feel like Sheepdog's best tracks will stand the test of time. They'll be here for decades, for generations, perhaps for centuries. So I wanted to know from the primary songwriter himself how he would like time to remember his band's music. You know, I always just wanted to, to make albums and play shows. And so I think I just like, I don't know, I was walking down the street yesterday with a bag of groceries and a neighbor was telling me that he was making his summer playlist and he put one of our songs like nobody on that you know he's like he's like no bad song you know no bummer songs all positive like good time summer stuff and i like that you know i'm a i love a good time i love party um you know i, I love to be the soundtrack to get people's good times um so i just want to be part of people's good memories whether it's like songs that make them happy or they want to put on a party or like you know great memories of coming to see us play live i just want us to be you know some joy it's a it's a hard world and uh you know we need these good things to hold on to to, to make life worth living and finally i selfishly wanted to know when the sheepdogs would be playing near charleston south carolina next so i uh ended our interview asking you and about when he thought they might be swinging around the low country yeah um i wish i knew look i'm just quickly scanning my my calendar now and we and we, uh, we travel we travel far so yeah Atlanta hey we'll go as far as DC but we're just curious when you'll be on the eastern seaboard <laughs> of the US I, we might not be in Charleston I'm afraid I was in Charleston myself earlier this year and I, I loved it on a vacation but um, oh cool it looks like we're gonna be in Durham on uh, oh, October nice. 22nd and then uh, Asheville on the 24th I don't know what's closer.
that does it for my interview with Ewan Curry, primary songwriter, lead singer, guitarist, frontman of the incredible Canadian rock and roll band, The Sheepdogs. Be sure to check out their latest record. It's called Out of Sight. It is, in fact, sonically speaking, out of sight. Uh, I know you're going to love it. Again, came out early June. You can go listen to it, purchase it in its digital and or physical formats. Go scoop up some tickets to a show as well. I know you won't be sorry. I can tell you firsthand the Sheepdogs put on a phenomenal live performance. Um, and make sure to check out stevesnewmusicguide.com. Sign up for the free newsletter. Thank you all for listening to me at 96.3 Ohm FM or your streaming platform of choice. I appreciate the support. Please, please, please also always make sure to meaningfully support monetarily, spiritually, otherwise, uh, your favorite artists and musicians. I'll see you all next week.